4: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on the day that the sad, the mad, the bad come out to play in the streets of London to demonstrate against the democratically elected president of our greatest ally in times of peace and in times of war. Donald Trump, of course, is here uh, to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings and nobody should be able to stand in the way of that, even though there are uh, a bunch of uh, screaming maniacs wandering about in the centre of London trying to make a scene, trying to make out that Donald Trump is the worst leader since till of the Hun. A few hundred screaming Marxist, Socialist Worker Party members, women dressed as handmaids, would you believe, from the Handmaid's Tale. And, oh yes, the leader of Her Majesty's opposition will be attempting to take over central London as well, to oppose what they call hate, of course. And Donald Trump. Hilarious, isn't it? While Sadiq Khan and Vince Cable tell everyone that they're speaking for all of us, which they aren't, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, Emily Thornbury, and a host of their lefty cohorts, no doubt including Owen Jones and David Lammy, will further embarrass themselves by sharing a platform With the Trump baby balloon and all the other balloons in Parliament Square. Quite frankly, it is absolutely and utterly. Donald Trump is already telling a UK meeting of business leaders that there is a great chance to enlarge the partnership between the US and the UK after Brexit. He's already getting criticised for sticking his nose into that. I think people criticising him for that are also wrong. Donald Trump is the 45th President of the United States of America, our greatest ally. He's going to go down to Portsmouth. He's going to commemorate the D-Day landings. He alone deserves to be able to do that. And I think all of these people out there who are making a laughing stock of this country by saying that he's not... Not welcome are completely wrong and not only that they don't represent even a small minority of the people in this country Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. coming up we'll be going live to Downing Street Ross Kempsell is there our political editor, and Nick Dubois a former MP and of course now uh, member of one race or another for the prime ministership of this country uh, he'll tell us who exactly he's going to be backing uh, when he's here he's going to be here at 11 30 if you want to get your calls in do it now 0344 499 1000 you're listening to me mike graham right here on talk radio
3: the independent republic of mike graham on talk radio
4: It is Trump Day 2, of course. Donald Trump's state visit gets underway once again. Uh, he's already headed off to uh, Buckingham Palace this morning. He's already now uh, in the midst of some kind of trade and business talks. And he's soon uh, going to be meeting Theresa May in Downing Street. We'll bring you that in about an hour from now. Uh, but a couple of great tweets come in already. Jimbo says, professional agitator, why does Corbyn think that protesting with placards is good for his party image? It's a negative image uh, that will not endear him to the public. He might appeal to a few losers and impressionable youngsters, but that's it. Hardly states." like let's cross live now uh, to Alex Dibble who's our roving reporter he's out and about in central London today uh, because there are quite a few protesters there were very few yesterday they're all out in force today Alex very good morning welcome
5: good morning Mike that's right I'm at Trafalgar Square next to the fountain and underneath the statue and Nelson's column and there are thousands gathering here more will come later as the protest is less than an hour away. now the crowds getting bigger and bigger by the moment as you said Jeremy Corbyn will join uh, the Lib Dems and the Greens as well but it's not just in London Mike there are other protests planned in Birmingham, Stoke, Edinburgh, Chester, Leicester, Exeter just some of the cities having demonstrations as well and that's because people do feel angry at Donald Trump about his policies, his leadership that they say is dividing and polarizing the world. One of those people is Michael Bradley from Stand Up to Racism. Michael you're down here demonstrating and you've built a wall full of blue plastic boxes with posters all over them saying no to Trump. Tell me about the wall and also what's going to happen a bit later on.
6: Well, first of all, the wall goes to Donald Trump's security wall, which is um, an attempt to build I think right across the Mexican desert to supposedly stop migrants flooding in to the United States. Uh, we think that Trump's a racist. He thinks he's trying to use the issue of immigration to stir up and divide people in the States. What we're going to do at quarter past 11 is, uh, the part of the great tradition of satire, we are going to milkshake him. Uh, the milkshake became a symbol of the campaign against fascist Tommy Robinson up in the northwest in the EU elections. And it's sort of caught on now with people who are racist, Islamophobes and anti-Semites. And so, therefore, um, it's it's He's going to be doused in um, strawberry milk at about quarter past 11.
4: Michael, um, you do know there's no such thing as the Mexican desert, don't you? Well, the Mexican border, as okay. I said. But anyway, no, you said Mexican I mean, actually, desert. If you know,
6: if you know about it, you said it, Mexican hundreds of People, hundreds of migrants have died in the crossing. Right. Well, actually, there have been security forces sent out to dig up stashes of water to make sure that they do die. Really? Have you and been actually, out there? You know as well as, you know, as, well have as you I been do. Out, have you children, been out there, Michael? The children have, have you been out separated there, Michael? from their families. Have you, have have you, you been, been out there?
4: there? Yeah, I have actually. I worked in America for 10 years. I've been down to that right, border. Well, well, there well, are, well,
6: well good, good on
4: you. Yeah, thank you very much. I believe in actually going to see the places that I talk about because I think knowledge is a very, very good thing Ma- to have.
6: Maybe you're paid more than me. Uh, maybe I am. What's your job? I work for Stand Up To Racism. It's an anti-racist organisation that's backed by trade unions, faith groups. Diane Abbott's our president. Um, We're really glad that Jeremy Corbyn's going to be along here today, showing that he's a a leader of the Labour Party that actually cares about ordinary people Uh and doesn't want division and racism. Do you think Diane
4: Abbott's a racist?
6: No, I don't think Diane Abbott's a racist. I think she's somebody who's faced enormous amount of horrible racist abuse from far-right people in this country because she's a leading black woman who's confident and puts across a political agenda, and a lot of people can't cope with that normally because they're racist.
4: I see. So anyone who doesn't like Diane Abbott's a racist now, is that right?
6: No, people can lock Diane Abbott because of her politics. They are quite welcome to do that. But when people abuse her, you have anybody? Have you gone through the amount? I think it's half the um, the um, hate crime reports on social media of MPs has gone to Diane Abbott. And why is that? Because she's a strong black woman who's took a strong line against racism and division inside this country. And actually, people have got the right to have their own opinions. Personally, I don't think they've got the right to abuse people or racially abuse them. No, I don't.
4: No, I don't think there's, there's a law against that. I think you'll find as well. Good, what about that's a good uh, thing. Isn't yeah. What about Donald Trump's uh, uh, appearance here for D-Day because that is really why he's here. He's here well, to, I think it's to an come insult. out. excuse me. He's I here think to it's excuse me, insult. let me finish well, the question you please. Me. I haven't I finished, the question. I haven't, well, finished sorry, the question. I haven't
6: finished the question. I'm sorry that the men and women died fighting fascism. They went across on D-Day to fight fascism. And what does Donald Trump say in Charlottesville when fascists march through the town with torches, shouting "Jews will not replace us"? He said that there were good people on that demonstration. It's an insult. He said there were good He said there were good people on both sides. To the families, who died. Well, you're Well, using, I'm sorry. I don't, using, I don't believe there were do you good, there actual, were good do you people in, on a Ku Klux Klan demonstration. No, I don't.
4: Do you believe in having a cons- uh, consistently a pleasant debate here, or are you just going to keep talking well, over I, me? I think I think I am having a pleasant debate. No, you're but not. Actually, you're when, not. You
6: raise, when you raise the idea of D-Day, right, once so I've actually to bring somebody over who's an inspiration to the far right across Europe at the minute, who's talking to people like Salvini and others. Steve Bannon, he was the ex-chief of staff for Donald Trump at the White House. He's going around speaking to fascist and far right groups across Europe. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to celebrate that guy going to Portsmouth tomorrow to talk about people who died in the fight against fascism. It's an insult. It's Do an you insult care he's whether he has been democratically elected or not? People have got the right to vote for who they want to vote for. right, right. That's what happens in a democratic society. It That's doesn't right. mean we have to agree with the ideas. Actually, I don't believe Trump is a fascist, but let's remember that Adolf Hitler was elected... Myself, oh, oh, well, he see was that's just in ridiculous. A the idea, right? The idea, Michael, that you protest. live
4: in this little uh, ridiculous bubble of lefty kind of complaining and screaming. No, that, that, London, Adolf, that Adolf Hitler. Well, I grew up in Northwest London. I know it very well. Oh, well, good on you. Well, thank you very it's much indeed. It, More facts for you. I know you don't like them very much. Here's the thing: you cannot compare the democratically elected leader of the United States of America in 2019 with Adolf Hitler, and I think it well, makes said, your I argument very, look ridiculous. I said. I said, I think I it makes you look ridiculous. I
6: don't believe. That Trump is a fascist. I believe that Trump is opening up the door to the far right and fascists by Islamophobia, by his talk about uh, his how, talk about how do you see Soros him and, as Islamophobic? And by, by his the way. data, how, how do I see yeah, him as Islamophobic? Yeah. Why do you think Islamophobic? he's Islamophobic? What Islamophobic? A, well, what about the Muslim ban? What that about he put it? Through selecting Muslim-only countries to refuse to allow refugees in for, because he's saying one sort of person is okay, but Muslims aren't okay. No, is no, no. What he, no, what he said was what he said
4: was was that he wanted to make sure for the purposes of national security that there was more um, scrutiny of people coming from Muslim countries, and I don't think because that makes him. Way, that it, does not make him Muslims, Islam. That does not in some make ways him are Less
6: trustworthy than other people well, in some when, way. When, Is that right? That you Muslim, any other faith group, when, when, you're when, less no, trustworthy. Well,
4: I think if you if you are in ISIS, more than likely you are a Muslim. Okay. If ISIS well, have sorry, declared the, the, war, the guy the guy shot Joe Fox if isis wasn't in ISIS, wasn't Are you are Darren Osborne?
6: You're comparing. Comparing these it, you co- lone idiots, excuse me. Can you right can you can you just put this guy down?
4: Put him down. I'm not interested in talking to him. He's a complete moron. He's never been to America. He doesn't know anything about it. He's comparing some lone white maniacs with ISIS. What a complete and utter plank! I'm not having it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Milk shaking a, a statue. Milk shaking um, an effigy. Really? Are these people actually
3: honestly? For real? More gun talk from a water pistol from the Farmer
2: of Fury. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk
3: Radio.
4: That's a proper American song. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Sanity has been restored uh, to the independent republic of Mike Graham. Uh, Sadiq Khan is currently being interviewed on Sky News. You don't want to watch any of that. You want to listen to Talk Radio, where we are now joined by Nick Dubois, former Tory MP, uh, former um, uh, Chief aide to Dominic Raab when he was Brexit Secretary.
7: I haven't seen you for a while, Nick. Looking well? Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I'd been banned or something. Well, do you know what?
4: (laughs) I didn't think about banning you when I saw you on Alex's Conrad show.
7: Well, fair uh, enough. Because I
4: thought I would be the first person to invite you into our glorious new head Quarters, and there you are now you know hanging about with the lefties.
7: Well you see I got an hour with him but the reason I go to that great show that <laughs> yeah, Alexis does is just to to remind myself why I'm a conservative and why I'm a Brexiteer. Yes
4: absolutely right <laughs> well,
7: well listen welcome to the show we've
4: got lots to talk to you about not least the conservative uh, race for leadership but let's go st- quickly to the phones because Stephen is on from Lincoln wants to talk about Sadiq Khan uh, and Donald Trump. Stephen a very good morning to you.
8: Very good morning to you, Mark. Some proper American music there for Southern Man. They yeah. like Trump over there, did not they? They, they Mike, certainly um, do, yeah. First, let me say it's great to have an alternative to that James O'Brien or not. Please
4: don't mention his name on my show. No, I sorry, really sorry, wish sorry. you wouldn't do that.
8: Sorry, sorry for so sure, much. Now, Mike, Sadiq Khan, Sadiq Khan, or Sadiq can not And I won't say the other well, thing. No,
9: that's
8: no but the But the thing is, yesterday in London, someone else died of knife crime. Um, which has gone up under his watch, as I'm sure you know. Yes. Uh, what is he doing? He's just protesting against Trump. I despair. Theresa May is the worst Prime Minister in my lifetime, but can you imagine if this Labour shower got mm. it? You've got Khan, you've got Thornberry. I mean, Thornberry. you know, she makes me want to get up and a scream uh, to quote Jimmy Hendrix, but of course she's not a foxy lady, she's a poxy lady. And then you've got Jeremy Corbyn, the commie. I mean, this muppet, I despair. It really is. It's quite It's quite
4: embarrassing, Stephen. You're quite yeah. right. Listen, I think yeah. you said it all in a, in a mouthful there. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, i have to cut you off, though, before you start saying anything else which might be construed as rather rude. But listen, I don't mind that, but we do have rules here, so we have to be, try and be as civil as possible. Uh, now, Nick, welcome once again. Uh, that is a very, very prevalent point of view at the moment out there uh, in the big, wide world, outside of the Westminster bubble. People are sick to death of all of these politicians standing up and saying, We don't think Britain wants Donald Trump here. Well, who are they speaking for?
7: Well, they're certainly not speaking for me. And uh, when I read that article by Khan on uh, um, saying don't roll out the red carpet for Donald Trump because he doesn't represent uh, defending the liberal values and democracy we enjoy here in Britain. Well, you know what? He is head of state. He is coming over here to commemorate the death of brave soldiers who invaded Europe, here, Americans, to liberate Europe, and to gave protect... And their lives doing it, by the way. ...to protect those liberal values and democracies. And he thinks that it's okay to have a pop at Trump mm. who's coming over to respect that. I think Americans should be disgusted by it. I'm appalled by it. And frankly, I think he's called this one really wrong. Protest about yeah. Trump as much as you like, but he is here for a reason uh, to, to represent those, the poor, Sons, uh, poor lads who went out yeah. and died on D-Day. But
4: also, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, we do have a liberal democracy here and we do um, uh, quite happily uh, have demonstrations about mm. all manner of different things. And we shut down London, I'm afraid to say, on far too many occasions for my liking. But, you know, that's their mm. right, so let them do mm. it. But for the leader of Her Majesty's opposition to join in today under that ridiculous Trump balloon, which is, which is a symbol of everything to me that's wrong with the left, right? And for him to kind of legitimise that protest, and that, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a, a sort of a mock-up statue of Trump sitting on a toilet. I mean, it's very undignified well, you, and it's you, very unbecoming.
7: Well, well, uh, actually, I cringe with some embarrassment, mm. although I respect the right for people to protest. Of course I do. But equally, I, I think it's absolutely right that the other voice is heard. I'm glad people are giving voice to their disapproval. But, uh, most people feel on this occasion... Actually, we should be showing respect to the office of the president, mm. respect to the Americans and the Americans who gave their lives to help defend this country and liberate Europe. Yes. And that's why I'm sort of deeply frustrated that his argument from Mayor Khan is that we are against Trump because he doesn't represent those liberal values and mm. democracy that we treasure over here. It is deeply wrong. I don't believe that Khan would recognize those values if they slapped him in the no. face, given that Trump is over over here to represent those and commemorate those who died to defend those very same values. All these demonstrators Uh, are enjoying.
4: Yes, exactly right. And Vince Cable is another one who I think should get a bit of a a shellacking as well, because he also said something similar that he does not represent our values. As one of our tweeters pointed out uh, on the show yesterday, oh yeah, well maybe uh, Vince has got a point because his values involve uh, stealing democracy from the people of this country and pretending that they didn't vote to leave the European Union.
7: But, But in a way, my objective is that politics has been brought into this trip on this occasion. It's inevitable, of course, you've got the president of the United States, a divisive president, one that I don't support on a number of issues. But actually on this occasion, I think the politics should have been left out of it. And actually for um, uh, Mayor Khan, for Vince Cable, for whoever, to start treading and trading their political cheap shots on this occasion, I think is just wrong. It
4: really is. Now, let's move on briefly. Uh, we're going to stop for the news in a minute. But before we go beyond that and take some calls from people, because I'd like you if you could if you mm. could do that with us. You know, the, the Tory leadership battle has now become a kind of ridiculously large affair with, I think, 13 people now I wouldn't declare... quite
7: agree with that, well, but uh, I take 13, your point. There's
4: 13 people. Yeah. Uh, as somebody pointed out, I think it was John Rental said, I'm so disappointed that Steve Baker didn't be, uh, declare as the 13th candidate because that would, have, of course, been Baker's dozen but never mind all that. What about the fact that you are quite a senior member of the Conservative Party and you should have uh, an interesting view on who it is that you would like to see getting in? What's your story?
7: Well, uh, it's no secret that I am actively supporting and uh, doing what I can to support a Dominic Raab Uh, bid for the leadership. I worked with the guy at um, the Department for Exiting the Union. I've seen him up firsthand and his skills and his capabilities. But more importantly, I think um, one, one starting point for all candidates, whether it's 13, 14 or does get whittled down, as I suspect it very well may do, is that unless we deliver Brexit on October the 31st, doesn't matter who will be leader mm. of the Conservative Party, the Conservative Party will get nowhere near power. And one, that's one of the reasons I'm I'm backing Dominic, because I've seen him in action uh, during discussions with the EU. We've learned from that documentary yes, about um, photos, Brexit behind closed doors, that actually he's the one mm. that they would least like to do business with over in Brussels, yeah. because he, he was asking for things that that seem to confound people that Theresa May never did ask. Yeah. But he believes, rightly so, that um, he uh, that the door is still just open to get rid of this loathsome backstop, um, time limited uh, at the very least, that there is room to try and seek a withdrawal agreement deal so that we can leave on that basis. But he is absolutely right. The minute we took off um, not leaving... Uh, and been prepared to leave on WTO terms, uh, you effectively weakened your position from day one. Dominic will have nothing to do mm. with that. He's made it perfectly clear we will leave on the 31st of October with or without a deal.
3: OK. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
4: Now, lots, lots more to talk about. We're going to be talking to some protesters later on in the show. Hopefully, they'll be a little bit more polite than the last lot we spoke to. And we'll also be finding out uh, from you what you make of this ludicrous idea... That this land grab that Jeremy Corbyn would like to uh, carry out on the people who have gardens in this country. Not the rich, not the people who own £1 million houses in Islington like him and Emily Thornberry, but actually... Those who have houses with gardens where they grow things, where they save the lives of bees, where they create biodiversity, where they have nice places for children to play. Oh yeah, you're going to be taxed more for that because you're obviously a member of the idle rich. How pathetic is that? Anyway, we're going to take a slight detour though on this hour before we do that because there's been a lot of people in high dudgeon today about um, a particular photograph of David Beckham uh, who was kissing his daughter Harper on the lips. She's about seven years of age and uh, of course Piers Morgan a former boss of mine, somebody that uh, everybody loves to hate, has gone apoplectic about it, saying it's a bit creepy and it's a bit weird. We're going to speak to John Adams now, who's a parenting blogger at DadBlockUK.com and find out just how weird it is. John, a very good uh, afternoon to you. Welcome. Uh, good,
10: good. Yeah, good afternoon. It is afternoon, is isn't it? Yes, good, yeah, isn't it its just about. Yeah, the
4: sun has just about passed over the yardarm, so feel free to have your first uh, mimosa of the day or something. Um, is it weird to kiss your daughter
10: on the lips? Uh, well, I, I, I think it sort of depends how old the child is, yeah. uh, really. Um, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's not something I have personally gone out of the way to do, um, but I, I, I think, to be honest, this is a bit of a lot, lot of fuss about nothing. I just don't think we, I would even be talking to you about this if this was Victoria kissing mm. one of their sons on the lips. Yes.
4: I mean, is that, does that mean it's an issue of, of, of sexism, then?
10: um ultimately i think it is i think we do treat mums and dads differently and we have different ideas uh, about them i think times are changing i think you know we're we're all getting a bit more open to to the fact that dads are much more hands-on than than they they ever used to they're much more closer to their children um
4: and also outward signs of affection are much more likely now to be the case i mean when i was growing up People used to think it was very odd that my father and I always used to hug each other when we saw each other. You know, it was very much not the done thing in the 70s, but we always did. And I occasionally kissed him on the lips as well, not on the lips, on the, on the cheek, you know. And we did that all the way through when I was growing up as a teenager, when I, was growing, when I went to university. And, and until the day he died, we always gave each other a hug. But a lot of people don't involve themselves in that kind of kind of intimacy, do they?
10: Well, no, um, they they don't, and I wouldn't want to to, to make too much uh, of my heritage because I mean I've, I I was born in the UK and I've lived here since I was I, I was two, but I am half French, and you know, I'm not that I have a great deal to do with my French family. Right. but When I do meet up with them, uh, I mean it, it's it's hugs and uh, kisses all over kisses the place, regardless of your gender. Yes, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but you see, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, honestly.
10: Well, no, I don't. Um, I, I don't think there's there's anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, so, so long as everybody's happy with, with with the level of affection. You know, <clears throat> David's Beckham daughter says, "Daddy, please don't do that in future," and he doesn't respect that. Well, you know, that he's you know being a bit silly, really. But if she's quite happy to be kissed, I mean, I I can recall one occasion when I was in a shopping centre with my daughter. Uh, we completely out of the blue. I mean, she'd have been very young, about three at the time. Right. She just launched herself at me, and she did kiss me on the lips. Right. And I was not expecting this. <laughs> and I was sat on a bench, uh, and just a bit further at the bench was an was a, was a older gentleman. He didn't say anything to me, but the look on his face, he was absolutely horrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean, maybe there's a bit of a generational thing there as well I don't know yeah maybe I mean
4: I, I, I'm sure we've all done it sort of by accident you know those awkward kissing things where I mean you do it with people that um, who are grown-ups and it can be a bit embarrassing you know when you sort of go to kiss somebody on the cheek and somehow you end up kissing them on the lips because they've moved and there's a lot of weirdness around kissing when we were talking about this story this morning I said well do you know what I don't really care what David Beckham does in terms of how he deals with his own children but I do think it's a bit odd.
10: <laughs> well, you know, you, oh, maybe you didn't kiss your your own children on the lips, and I, th- I think this is absolutely right. I think it is a matter of what an individual family is like, and what they're comfortable with. And we all know their alliance and boundary is not to cross. Um, I mean, my my eldest daughter is, is now ten. Right. Um, I, you know. Uh, She's at a certain age now. And as I say, it's not something that we have ever actually really... We're I mean, very very, you know, tactile family. Yeah. But, um, just kissing on the lips isn't something that we've ever really done. And if she started trying to do, or to do that now, I think I would probably be... Satisfied. Discourage it, yeah. I think we're possibly a little bit older yeah. than that now. Um, well,
4: my daughter is now 28, right? And for a long time... Um, we lived in different countries because my, my her mother and I got divorced and la, la, Whenever I would see her, she would literally leap into my arms at the airport, you know. And mm-hmm. she will still occasionally do that if I haven't seen her for a while. And, and a couple of times it's all I've done to be able to remain standing. She's quite, she's you know, she's quite a grown-up woman um, at 28. And jumping into my arms where I'm supposed to catch her is not always that easy to do. <laughs>
10: Well, no, I, I imagine is isn't all easy. That, I? Actually, early this year, I, I was uh, out in Canada for a few days and my wife and kids came to meet me from Heathrow and my yeah. youngest threw herself at me when, right. I, when I was at Heathrow and she's only six and she nearly knocked me over. So <laughs> I, I can but imagine what it's like to have yes. a 28-year-old hurl themselves. Sure.
4: I mean, I think from, from uh, this conversation that we're having, neither one of us is particularly bothered one way or the other, but we sort of know there's something not quite right. That's what I'm sensing.
10: Um, well, I don't, know, not, I, I don't know if it might, because I'd say not quite right. I, I think, ultimately, I wouldn't post a picture no. of myself doing that on Instagram. No. I think that's, I think <laughs> I that's think probably something we could... think have made one mistake, th- yeah. that's
4: it. No, I think that's probably <laughs> something we, we can, in fact, agree on, John. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, John Adams there, uh, parenting blogger at dadblockuk.com. Let's talk to David, uh, who's in Bermondsey, who doesn't want to talk about that, but wants to talk about Donald Trump. David, uh, very good uh, afternoon um, to you.
2: Hi, Mark.
8: Now, not you too. It's yeah, <laughs> just about the hatred towards Trump. Yeah. I think it's jealousy. He's extremely rich. He's got a wonderful wife. He's a lot of his tweets have been misrepresented, and I think it's just a case of the green-eyed monster.
4: Yes, I think you could well be right there because there's no explanation to me why so many people care so much about him. You know, most of what Donald Trump does does not impact on us here in Britain. You, You know, these people are all saying he's dangerous for the world and all of that. Well, really? I mean, what, what has he done at all which has impacted in any way on this country?
8: I couldn't agree more, Mike. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thanks. So. I thought I'd save it. OK, thanks all much. right. David, thanks
4: very much indeed. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, a pause here, of course, because uh, Donald Trump is inside uh, Downing Street as we speak. We're going to take more of your calls coming up very shortly. We're going to talk to Paul Conyou, uh, who is live from one of the protests in central London as well. He's a columnist with a new European. I'm hoping uh, he's not carrying any placards or anything, but we shall see. 0344 499 1000 is the number. This is Talk Radio.
3: The Human Zoo, where they don't hide away the sick animals.
2: The Independent Republic of Mike Graham
3: on Talk Radio.
4: This is the independent Republican Mike Graham you know what to do 0344 a 1000 Donald Trump is inside Downing Street the rain is starting to fall in fact I think it's been falling for a while he's in talks with Theresa May not quite sure what they can be saying to each other given that Theresa May uh, is already out of a job she's leaving Downing Street supposedly technically uh, in all but body uh, in uh, on Friday uh, she's going to retain the Prime Minister's role apparently until the new one is appointed uh, but it all seems a bit pointless doesn't it uh, we shall see uh, coming up uh, we're going to be talking to Paul Connie, who's down with the demonstrators. I bet the demonstrators start dispersing pretty sharpish because they don't like getting wet down there, do they? We'll see how uh, exasperated they get when they get uh, uh, in underneath the rain without an umbrella. Let's go to the phones, though. First of all, Carla uh, is in Glasgow and wants to talk about kissing children on the lips. Hello, Carla. Hi, mate,
12: Loving your show as Thank always. Thank you. Nice to hear yeah, from you. I just want... Pointing up about uh, Pierce Morgan. Yeah. I, I've got a 40 year old daughter and a 37 year old son. We right. still kiss on the lips. Do you? My father's 79 when I see my daddy gets a kiss on the lips. Right. I don't see anything wrong with being affectionate with your children. I think there's something seriously wrong with Pierce Morgan if he <laughs> thinks that there's something weird about that. I well, mean, as I a mean, parent, I don't know. Has he got kids? I he mean, has, he's yeah. Got, he's
4: got kids. He's got three boys and a daughter. Um, and I guess it, he doesn't well, do it
12: upper lip, don't show any affection to your children
4: stuff. yeah I don't know I don't think he's like that but I, th- I think his problem is with David Beckham I think because he's quite critical of David Beckham and I think that Beckham puts this picture out on Instagram so he's kind of showing off that he does it maybe and that, maybe that's what's upset him I don't know
2: he's jealous
4: maybe I mean we're all jealous of David Beckham one way or another aren't we no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not either. I'm only kidding. Carla, listen, thank you very much. Carla says there's nothing wrong with kissing your children on the lips. I mean, I don't do it, I have to say. But I don't really care if somebody else wants to do it. And their kids. It's their family. Let's talk to Simon in Bolton who wants to talk about the real reason Donald Trump is here. And, of course, that is D-Day. Simon, very good uh, afternoon to you.
12: Hey, Mike. I-, I sent you a couple of tweets recently. One yes. about a group and the other one on the picture of both my parents who both served. Uh, my dad was at D-Day. Was he? Yes. So, uh, yeah. The thing what annoys me, Mike, in all this, I serve myself, and I, I, I watched, I've watched all this since it started yesterday. I watched Stephen Doughty get told off on uh, Sky News by Kay Burley for the, the horrendous language he used. Oh, I about know. Donald Trump. What a ghastly you, man he is. Then you had that other radio station, nine hours of Trump bashing yesterday, Mike. <laughs>
9: yeah, Seriously. incredible. incredible. the thing
12: is... is the, the president is here, he is the elected a president of that country, and I am sick to death. And, I mean, you've got Corbyn and Emily Thornberry. The Queen sent that invitation out. Yes. God forbid, Mike, if that guy ever gets empowered in, in this country. It, my dad a turn in his grave. I oh, know. He fought, he fought and, and gave his life for the liberties we get. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting, isn't grace.
4: it? Interesting the people he will meet with and the people he won't.
12: Well, exactly, Mike, but the, the thing is, I mean, they've come out and said that, and I spoke to uh, James cleverly yesterday, and I said, I'll tell you something now, I hope, I know the Conservative Party isn't much, but I really hope they don't let this drop with what they've been coming out with, these politicians, yeah. Mike, because it's, it's an utter shame, and... 20 by, the the uh, these protesters don't speak for the country. No. And certainly Sadiq Khan doesn't. No, you're that's absolutely right. Simon, that. thank you for
4: making that point. It's a very good point to make and it's a very valid point to make because sometimes we are led to believe that those making the most noise are representative of the most people and that's quite often not the case. Let's talk to Paul Cony, columnist for the New European. He's down uh, on the streets of London with some of the protesters. It's raining, Paul, so I'm assuming they're all running for cover and scurrying away to the nearest pret a <laughs>
1: They're not, they're not actually. I'm, I'm a bit wet, but I'm sticking it out. Uh, no, it's um, yeah, I mean, the turnout is big, but nothing like the quarter million that some uh, that some boasts were putting around. Yeah. And, you know, it's nothing like the scale of the uh, of the people's vote marches, for example, nothing like that. No,
4: indeed. There's a lot of socialist worker uh, banners as well, so which always tells me that it's the kind of the trots who are out in force, and and maybe it, not so many ordinary people.
1: No, it's a mix, it's a mixed bag, Mike. You're quite right about the socialist workers uh, there in force, but there's a strong, you know, there's a strong. Uh, you know, pro people's vote, anti Brexit turnout. But curiously, there are a couple of trade unions here in Ford with big banners, but there are a couple of the trade unions, the minority of trade unions, who are, are anti a second referendum. So it really is a mixed mm. bag. On my way, I stumbled across quite an amazing scene with a, of a of the most remarkably good Trump look alike surrounded by faux Secret Service men who were actually <laughs> collecting a mass of tourist photographs yeah. as they strolled down Whitehall.
4: Right. Now, all of that, I think is in fairly good order and I'm I'm all in favour of a bit of uh, ribbing and a bit of ribald kind of uh, mickey-taking and all of that. But it starts to take on a slightly more, I think, disappointing uh, hue when people like Jeremy Corbyn and, you know, uh, Vince Cable uh, and the leaders of the Green Party and all of that, that, when the politicians start to join in with the rabble, if you like, and sort of give it a status that it really doesn't deserve.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not quite sure I agree there, Mike. Corbyn's entitled to come. And much I'm no Corbynist, as you well know, but in fact... Uh and if that's why i've been in lib dem twice and recently but, you but, might get chucked out of the party for that yeah, yeah, No, know I, <laughs> I i i my membership for, because of corbyn's position on there brexit right. and, and, and anti-semitism too but but interestingly enough i mean although i i mean i know as you know i i know trump i've interviewed him several times in his pre-presidential days and i'm no fan but Curiously enough, I would rather have uh, seen Corbyn and Emily Thornberry and Vince Cable accept their invitations to last night's um, royal banquet and, and somewhere over the drinks reception or the after dinner coffee have gone up to Trump and given and, them and give their opinions face to face. You know, but uh, so in so in that sense, I'm out of step with um, with some of the anti-Trump. Uh, brigade yeah. and, I, and much as I dislike and and loathe trump, you know i also although I think the state visit you know was a mistake but it but we couldn't get out of it as um Theresa May so early in his presidency rushed to um to invite him, I mean, the, the Queen goes through the motions. It's the Prime Minister who recommends the state visit, and you know, and Theresa may rush to do that. But of course, the master plan was that we wouldn't be in the EU, so there wouldn't, you know, we'd be out out by now. And so, uh, in a sense, there are hostage to fortune on that because because the Donald can. Um, I predicted on this on, on this channel about three weeks ago was determined to stick his nose into yeah. both the Tory leadership and the Brexit issues, which I think is a diplomatic. Um, Disgrace, but you know, but it was almost inevitable that, despite the advice to the contrary from senior State Department diplomats, that he would that he would do that. Whether it does Boris Johnson, for example, any favours or, or the reverse is is an interesting question.
4: Well, I mean, I suppose Barack Obama did it, so it was good enough for Barack Obama to tell us we'd go to the back of the queue uh, after David Cameron asked him to say that. Uh, then yes, Donald, I, Trump, yeah, I, Donald Trump I, would I, say, "Well, then I'm going to have a go as well."
1: I, I agree I thought Obama was was, was was wrong to do that much as I'm a, a staunch remainer but it's slightly different now because you've got a situation in which because brexit's stalemate uh, Parliament in uh, parliamentary impasse and you've got Theresa May in her last week uh, you know um, as prime minister and the Tory leadership battle looming which in fact I mean to me which is a uh, is a dem- democratic uh, deficit that you know that Tory MPs from a minority party and then the 110, 120,000 ageing Tory party membership are going to be imposed another prime minister without the without the whole electorate having any say in this which i which i do think uh, does democracy no great favour. Well, whether, you it, know, the, whether the you're a believer or a remainer the trouble or, is i
4: suppose it's uh, you might as well have it as official policy because that seems to be parliament's view of everything these days you know give the public a vote and then pay and then pay absolutely no attention to it so in this case just go cut, cut out the middleman and don't give him a vote and just do what you want
1: well, I mean, the pro- I mean, <laughs> I, I, as you know, I thought David Cameron, you know, David Cameron is a, is the bigger is the bigger villain of the of the, of the current crisis than Theresa May, even, and that which takes some doing. But that oversimplistic binary referendum was a, was a huge folly. And if you believe the opinion polls, you know, and they're pretty consistent, there's about a fifty three forty seven fifty four forty six pro remain mood in the country now. So you know you've got you, you've got you've got a, a minority I'm government. so
4: fed up of picking people up on these nonsense statistics I'm not
1: even going to do so but carry on we, we, we got a, so you're, you're in this bizarre you know compendium of a minority Tory government that's, that can't get its policy or it's you know it's uh, deal through parliament you've got another prime minister going to be imposed by a, a, a tiny fraction you know, of of the public, and you you know, and you've got and you've got uh, an American president who is entitled to be here. It's quite right that he should be here for the D-Day commemorations, the state visit. I wish that w- it wasn't a state visit, but there again, I'm a pragmatist, and once you've extended the invitation as Theresa May did way back when Donald Trump's feet were hardly un- under his White House desk then you know then then you're lumbered with it you can't you can't in fact withdraw it
4: No, exactly right. Paul, we're going to have to leave it there because we're running out of time, but thank you very much. Paul Cony, outside in the rain uh, with the protesters, who are, uh, I suppose, a reasonably uh, unusual mix of people apparently demonstrating on behalf of Remain, uh, demonstrating against Trump, demonstrating against all sorts of other things as well. Uh, Steve says, Liverpool Football Club had more people celebrating their European win than these Trump protesters had, and they had less than 24 hours to arrange it. I think that
3: says it all.
2: Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Independent Republic
3: of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
11: This
4: is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Donald Trump is here. It's day two of the state visit, and of course, all things American uh, are to be celebrated. So, if you haven't celebrated anything American, uh, there's any number of ways you can do it. You can go out and drink some Jack Daniels. You can go and have some American food somewhere, uh, fast food or otherwise. We're not going to advertise it, of course. Matthew Wright coming up uh, a little bit later on from one uh, right here on Talk Radio. He'll be bringing you uh, the live press conference outside of Downing Street between Theresa May and the 45th President of the USA. Let's go at the phones though, because we haven't got a lot of time. Left. Uh, david's in western super mayor hello david hello mike how are you doing very well good sir you. what would you like to say
9: um just about the the special relationship mm. um a lot of people on the media are saying it started with d-day
11: right
9: when in actual fact it started when we were on our chin strap in 1941 mm. and roosevelt sent a special envoy called harry Hopkins to come over here and see if we were worth backing yes and it ended up with Churchill and Hopkins attending a dinner in Glasgow. Uh-huh. Uh, and <clears throat> he made a short speech, uh, quoting from the Book of Ruth in the Bible. Okay. He said, I suppose you wish to know what I'm going to say to President Roosevelt on my return. Well, I'm going to quote you one verse from the Bible. "Whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Then he held it very quietly, even to the end. Now, in my humble opinion, the Americans have stuck by that. We've had a lot of ups and downs with them, like any family would. Mm. But they've looked after us. They manned the walls for 60-odd years, keeping the communists out and now they're representative of the country that sent their children over here to help us. Exactly. Being and I intrigued. think, do
4: you know what annoys me the most, David, is that there's a part of the political left of this country who's always detested America. You know, it's not just about Trump. These people who are out there demonstrating, they've never liked America. They've never liked what it stood for. They've never liked the idea that we are allies with them. And, and you know, they're using Trump as an excuse again.
9: Yeah. I don't think they like this country. No. I don't think they like our history, our tradition... They, they. I think if they could, they'd go and do a year zero on us, like yeah. Pol Pot, and and we'd, we'd all be like Winston Smith in 84, yeah. you know what I mean?
4: absolutely right. And they take your garden as well while they're at it, David, so don't let them in. Uh, let's uh, talk to Mike, who's in York. Hello, Mike.
8: <laughs> Afternoon, Mike. How are you? All all right.
4: Right. I'm all right. It's raining down here. What's it doing in the God's country?
8: Um, uh, it's overcast, but it's fine. All
4: right. What do you want to tell me? Well... <laughs>
8: Well, I rate um, Donald Trump. I mean, I've listened to all your Cambridge types and your Oxford types. Very learned. I had a comprehensive, uh, compre- uh, comprehensive education, so excuse me. But according to the uh, to the um, to the dictionary, a fascist is a form of radical authoritarianism, <laughs> yes, possibly of suppression of opposition and strong regimentation of society right. and the
4: economy. Sounds but like Jeremy Corbyn to me. Exactly.
8: An individualist, he's a person that you know kind of free thinks the uh, his behaviour, his opinions. You know, kinda of, he's a free thinking person and he's a populist as well. Yes. In so much as he worried about all the people in the rust belt as the Americas call it, where he has the interests of the ordinary person, which is me. Now, one of the things that I find a bit uh, obscene is this talk about meddling in our affairs. Um Nancy Pelosi came over not so long ago and told us and threatened us with a blunt message that uh, if we uh, have a US-UK trade deal that arms the Good Friday Agreement, then we won't have any trade deals at all. Yeah, I know. So, shocking, isn't it? Well, it's shocking. What I can understand is all these clever people in uh, in London, they seem to have uh, amnesia when it suits. Uh, Donald Trump, to me, is a brilliant guy. I'm just hoping he
4: gets in for the next term. Yeah. It's absolutely astonishing what is going on here. Mike, thanks very much indeed. Let's talk to Mark in Ipswich, because we're nearly out of time. Mark, a very good uh, afternoon to you.
13: <coughs> Hi, Mike. Yes. Um, really enjoy your show. Good, thank I'll you. I listen to it every day. Oh, but always. today, I find it a little bit sickening. Do you? All you seem to be doing is having a love in without Donald Trump. Yes. Is it because you're scared that he won't let you back in America again if you say something? Yeah, that's exactly
4: what it is, yeah. Yeah, I'm going on Saturday and I don't want to upset him.
13: I know know you like going there. The other thing is, just out of interest... Have you got a sense of humour, Mark, by the way? I've got a great sense of humour. That's why I listen to you all the time. Do you know that
4: I was wearing Um, that Donald Trump hat, that Make America Great hat, just to wind a few people up?
13: No, I didn't know you were doing that. And I know we had one person on the right this morning yeah. who was um, an anti-Trump. All right, he was a bit belligerent at that, but you very quickly turned him off. And well, I turned heard, him off because uh, he wouldn't stop yeah, talking, he... Mark. Well, well, like you do. But I haven't heard yeah, you... Have yeah, but I get paid I to talk, Mark. But I get paid to talk. Mike, Mike, this is the same script that you always come out with. What do you anyway. mean? What do you mean? You, 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 always, well, you always try to... When you don't like a, a conversation going against you, you, mm. you always come out That like, I get paid to talk, and you try to stop people talking. No, I don't. The other thing How is... How am I stopping you, you from talking, per- Mark? You're on the you're on the, that radio talking to me. By talking over me. You've had one person... What do you mean talking over you? One person with an anti-Trump view, and you turned him off. It's so biased, It's some sort of like a love-in with Trump. I see. He's over here to... Are a, you anti-Trump uh, as well? Uh, I um, don't really care either way, to be honest. Okay. I find him quite offensive. Do As a person, I don't like him. I'm a bit surprised that of all the 360-odd people, 360 million people in America, that's all they could come up with. But
7: um, You obviously haven't you been this
13: there. i are so biased. No, I haven't. I want to go there.
4: You don't want to go to, to America.
13: You don't want to go no. to America. Is is it a law that you have to?
4: Well, no, but I think broadening broadening your
13: horizons is always
4: is always a good thing. I think if you stayed in Ipswich all your life, Mark, that would not broaden your horizons.
13: Well, if, you, if you'd listen to the, your um, uh, assistant, or, um, I don't actually live in Ipswich. I'm just having to be in Ipswich at the moment. Oh, all right, what are you doing home. in Ipswich, Mark? Oh, well, neither here nor there. Well, um, well, it could be the important. The matter is, so you're going off the subject. Yeah, it, well, that's right? what I do. Do you not well, get it? the matter is you? Well, if you had one person on with an anti-Trump, you keep saying that. But you, um, apparently, what's, yeah, that's the true. what's the problem? The problem what's, is you're what's just, the problem? I always like to think of you as being a non-biased. Oh, I am non-biased. Um, did you hear Paul Cony no, when he was not. on?
4: Did you hear Paul Cony? No, I
13: did He was what,
4: on. The, at, he was more. on. At, he was on at twenty past twelve for about ten minutes talking about how he didn't like Trump.
13: I had, well... I didn't... He wasn't that, um, really that convincing. Oh, dear. Oh, so he wasn't convincing.
4: So when you want somebody anti-Trump, you want them to be convincing.
13: No, I want you to have a more of a non-biased view. Well, why should I do what you want? Well, why shouldn't you? Because you're not in charge of me, Mark. What would you like me to do to... to Have you got any ideas
4: for a show tomorrow? Have you got any, you know, subjects you'd like me to address?
13: Yeah, perhaps, um, also looking at Trump coming over here to commemorate, uh... The seventy-fifth anniversary. Um, a, um, his war, war his um, military record wasn't that great. So and also keeping on about them being our best ally. In that that, you think? Do you honestly think they would lift a finger to help us? Well, they always have. Yeah, well, seventy-five years ago when Pearl Harbor was bombed. Oh right. We well, you all don't do? You know? Have you
4: heard of NATO, Mark?
13: Yes, I have heard. Do so you NATO. know that I we are Trump in NATO was...
4: with America, so therefore yeah. we are in an organisation heard... which is a military organisation, yeah. which 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 they help us yeah. with all oh, the time. Yes,
13: yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I know all that. Yeah. Okay. Back to Trump is very, very, very. Back to Trump. You Mark. see, you don't like it's talking
4: it's... about things when you lose the argument, do you, Mark? It seems to me.
13: I'm, I'm discussing the argument. I'm also saying that Trump doesn't seem too keen on NATO himself. The fact that it's, no, he, he, he likes that, um, NATO. He just uh, doesn't.
4: know. he likes NATO. He just doesn't like the fact that America seems to pay the vast amount of money into it, and non- men- many of the other members don't pay much in at yeah. all.
13: No, that's very true. That's what makes me very, very sort of sceptical, uh, sceptical rather, that um, he would. Do anything, if anything actually
4: happened to us. I see. Well, listen. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Mark, but we're coming to the end of the show, um, so I'm going to have to ask you to stop talking. If you'd like to call back tomorrow, though, we'll reserve a special space for you uh, so that you can tell us exactly how you feel the show's going and whether or not we're being biased enough or, indeed, neutral. Thank you very much indeed. This is the Independent Republic of Mike Graham.
2: Across the UK, online and on DAB, the Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
4: If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499
3: 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ